All right, Titus chapter 1 is where we're at. I want you to notice what it says in verse 5. It says, For this cause left I thee in Crete, that thou shouldst set in order the things that are wanting, and ordain elders in every city as I had appointed thee. And then he goes on to give the qualifications for those elders that he was to ordain. And he said, If any be blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of riot or unruly. And I want you to notice that word riot there. And that is a word that uh, we hear a lot about today because, you know, there are regularly riots going on in this country with wicked people just completely losing it, acting like animals. But at the same time, that word riot, it's one thing very important we need to understand. We're King James only people, right? But if the, a word changes meaning over time, does the Bible change its meaning? No. And it's always very important that we keep that in mind. And there's a lot of people, you know, they used changing of words as an excuse to change the Bible. I don't think that's a good excuse to do that. And the, the truth is, you just need to put a little effort in your study and just look at how the Bible uses a word and you can usually figure out the definition of it. But what I do want to show you from this word riot here is that it's uh, the way it was used back then, it, was, it had a broader meaning than what it is today. Typically, said you talk about riot, you think of a group of people, you know, busting windows, tearing places apart. And there's no doubt, you know, that is a great example of a riot, but that's not the only thing that it means. And it's, um, so a definition, uh, this is from the Strong's, it means, uh, 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 one of the words it uses to describe it is profligacy, or excess, or riot. And profligacy it's a uh, very vicious course of life, a state of being abandoned in moral principle and vice. And basically, when you see the word riot, what you just need to think of is somebody who just has absolutely no restrictions on themselves. There's nothing restraining them. They just do whatever they feel like doing. And it could be, you know, that could manifest itself in many different ways. You know what all of us have in our life? We have just natural uh, things that govern us. Okay, most of us, hopefully none of you, just do whatever you feel like doing at any given time. Because, let's just be honest, how many of you sometimes feel like doing things that you probably shouldn't do? Okay, some of you right now might feel like falling asleep. But you know what? Hopefully there's something in you that's fighting that. Okay, now, you know, if, if you were a riotous person, you wouldn't even care. You just lay down right there and just start taking a nap and sawing logs right in front of everybody. Because riotous people, they have no restraint on their life. And we're going to see that that's how that word is used in the Bible. It can manifest itself in, different, in many different ways. And most people wouldn't do that. You know, you're at least going to try not to fall asleep in church. I'm not going to get mad at you if you do. Sometimes people have been working really hard and they're tired. And I'm just thankful they're at church. But, you know, uh, you, do, you, you at least try not to. Most of you do not just say whatever you feel like saying. I mean, how many have felt like cussing somebody out before. You know, I said, I never cussed, but I felt like it before. But I, I govern myself. I do not, uh, I stop myself. How many of you ever felt like just punching somebody's face in before? Okay, and hopefully you didn't do it. You stopped yourself. How many before, you know, if, you know, comic books, superheroes, you know, all that is are good writers just basically writing out men's fantasies. Okay, and you know, the one character I like to think about a lot, and I wish I kind of had his superpower sometimes, but I'm glad I don't, is the Incredible Hulk. Because sometimes I just get mad and you just want to smash something. 
And, you know, the Incredible Hulk, what does he do? He just gets mad and, su- and then you know, he's super strong and he can just destroy anything and just completely goes nuts destroying everything. Sometimes I feel like that. You know, every time you know, I, if, if I had Hulk powers, you know, every time they put cheese on my sandwich at McDonald's, I mean, those places would get torn apart. But, you know, I've never tore anything apart in those places because I'm not a riotous person. I have things that are restraining me and so I don't do any of that stuff. But you know, there are people out there that just nothing stops them from doing anything that they feel like doing. Let's look at some more examples of this word in the Bible because here in this passage we just looked at, it just said it's somebody who uh, their child cannot be accused of riot. And some might think, well, that exclusively means as long as his children aren't seen out, you know, rioting in the streets, then that's okay. Well, it can manifest itself in more ways than just that. In 1 Peter 4, verse 3, it says, For the time past of your life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange that ye run not with them to the same excess of riot speaking evil of you. And notice, uh, before we looked at the definition, excess was one of the words. People who just take things to an extreme. And we went through First and Second Peter a while back. And Peter, he explained a lot the difference between the life of a Gentile who has nothing governing them, <clears throat> who just does whatever they, their flesh feels like doing, and somebody who's a Christian, somebody who is trying to live a godly life, someone who's trying to repent of their sins and actually live godly. Obviously, none of us in here claim to be without sin, but hopefully all of us in here are making a good effort at it. And we've placed governing things in our life so we're not just doing whatever our flesh feels like doing. Because even if you're saved, while your spirit doesn't feel like sinning, your flesh does. And you cannot give the flesh whatever it wants. So you you have to discipline yourself. You've got to get yourself under control. And so here, he's, he's talking about the Gentiles and how they are. And I want you to notice the words he uses to describe the Gentiles and their behavior. These behaviors were associated with the Gentiles who had nothing governing them, like Christian people did. And so he used the word lasciviousness. And the definition of lasciviousness is looseness, irregular indulgence of animal desires, wantonness, lustfulness. This is actually a very general statement here, but it's just describing someone with no restraints or morals. And that's what it means when somebody's just a lascivious person, there's nothing restraining them. A lot of times when perverts get busted for doing things to kids, you know, it'll say lewd and lascivious, you know, conduct. Just nothing stopping them from doing whatever that sick freak felt like doing. Most people don't just do whatever they feel like doing. And sometimes we do. All of us feel like doing some things that are sinful, but we have restraint in our life. But um, he mentions lust here in First Peter. This also, it's a, it's a general thing. It could uh, be related to a lot of stuff. But, you know, we need to understand, too, that Not all lust that you feel is necessarily sinful, even though the word lust is usually bad in the Bible. You know, we do see in Deuteronomy where it talks about, you know, eating what your soul lusteth after. And, you know, if you see a big juicy T-bone steak, I mean, I guess you could call what you're feeling at that moment lust, but it's not 
It's not a sinful lust. But boy, your flesh wants it, doesn't it? I saw a piece of Oreo cake in there today that looked really good. And I got in line to get my food and there was only one piece left. By the time I got there, it was gone. And, you know, that wasn't a good feeling I had. I, I, I was lusting after that piece of cake when I saw it. I don't know who took that last piece, but... If I knew, I'd preach against you right now. I'd, I'd make a Bible verse fit. But anyway, you know, we, I think we all understand that. But, you know, the thing is, most of our lusts that we have are towards things that we shouldn't. And even if, even if it's something that's not necessarily sinful, like that piece of Oreo cake, you know, we need to govern ourselves with things like Oreo cake. You know, you don't just go, and if I'd have seen somebody eating the whole cake, like, it, you're sinning, all right? You're, you're crossing a line here. You're being greedy. Yeah, but I feel like it. Well, you, know, you don't just do whatever you feel like doing. You know, you've got to control yourself. You've got to moderate your behavior to a certain extent. He goes on to say excess of wine. Okay? And, you know, there, it said, there, there's a time and a place for some things. You know, we see in the Bible about using wine for your stomach's sake and for your infirmities. I, we've got better medicines and things than that right now. But, you know, just because there's a time and place for something doesn't mean we just participate in these things whenever we feel like. Some things should be very limited. We were talking about that this afternoon. You know, there's medications and stuff out there. I don't believe you're in sin if you take them. But should we just take them just because, well, it's not a sin. You can't show me a Bible verse. I don't think I should just be shooting up with morphine just because I can't find a Bible verse on it. I think that would be a wrong thing to do. And a lot, But a lot of times what people do, they just... Because they feel like it, they take excess of stuff. He mentions revelings, which means you know, like noisy festivity, clamorous. Jollity is a word used in in the dictionary. You know, there's nothing wrong with having fun, nothing wrong with having a good time. But you know, you, you ought to control yourself. You know, I mean, you know, we shouldn't. You see how these people get at these parties when they get drunk. You know, one of the things that usually happens when people are at parties and they get drunk. You start kind of losing those inhibitions. And you know what they do? They get really loud. They get loud. They get obnoxious. Is noise a sin? Well, obviously, no. Noise itself is not a sin. But at the same time, you should just kind of control yourself a little bit. You should moderate yourself. I mean, what would you think about me if just after church, I'm just talking with somebody and I'm just talking super loud? It's like inside voice. All right, you know, and... You can't show me one word in the Bible that says I can't talk loud. But you don't need to talk loud. This is how I feel like talking right now. It's like, dude, moderate yourself here. Control yourself. Okay? You, you don't just do whatever you feel like doing at any given moment. But you know that riotous person, they do. He mentions banquetings. Okay? I mean, is, is a banquet a sin? Well, the definition for banquet, you know, it's a, a feast, you know, rich entertainment of meat and drink. And so, you know, a banquet, you know, back, you know, it's, it's probably similar to what it is today. You know, typically it is something nice. It's something fancy. There's a lot of good food. There's fun. There's entertainment. And obviously I don't think a banquet by itself, you know, depending what's involved is a sin. But when you have a banqueting where there are no restraints, when there are no limits on the entertainment, if you're entertaining people like the Gentiles probably were, with wicked things, you know, with, you know, like the way it is today. Typically, you go to a big party or whatever. You've got the loud music. You've got the dancing. You've got the immodestly dressed women. You've got people, 
you know, doing all the junk that they do in these things. You typically have drinking. It's typically something where people get together and you know what? We're just going to kind of not even care tonight. We're just going to do whatever we feel like doing. Isn't that what they typically turn into? That's wrong. Hey, we, we don't, we don't want to get rid of those things. We always want to, st- you know, be moderate. We want to be temperate in all things. He meant, goes on to mention abominable idolatries. And so after describing all these things in a very, you know, that are, a lot of them are very general, he sums up all the behavior as being excess of riot. And so riot is basically just unrestrained behavior. And it doesn't necessarily have to be destructive behavior as in we're damaging property. That's not the only thing that riot is in the Bible. And so all of us feel like doing things we shouldn't do sometimes, but we do. We have that filter. Okay, You've got to teach your kids to have a filter. You know, kids, they just kind of say whatever they want to say. Whatever they, you know, and they do. They, sometimes they, say, they speak truths that they shouldn't speak. You know, hey, dad, look at that guy. He's ugly. You know, you know, and, and what do you do when that happens? You yell at them. Why? I was just speaking the truth. You know, there's you got to have a filter. OK, who's been embarrassed by their kids before? You know, just they kind of lose the filter. You know, speaking truths that you'd rather than not speak at that time at that place. We, we've all we've all been there before. But, you know, and it's one thing for little kids. It's another thing when it's adults. You know, it's 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 another thing. So, you know, I mean, what would it be like? I mean, just think about it for a minute. What would you be like if all of a sudden you just lost all filters? I mean, you know, you just came in today. Hey, man, your hair looks hideous today. You know, that dress is ugly. That makes you look fat. You know, you can't do that kind of stuff. And anybody that would do that kind of thing, that's a terrible person. That is wrong. And so... Any of us, if we did, if we just removed the restraints from our life, you know what we would be participating in? What, what, how that would manifest itself with all of us could be considered riot. But how it would manifest itself with all of us, it would be different for everybody because we all have different desires and different feelings and we react to different situations and in different ways. And so riot, it can't, it can manifest itself in many ways, another definition that we see, um, it says luxury or debauchery is another uh, way it's put from another definition of the Bible. Look at what it says in Second Peter chapter 2. In verse 12, it's talking about false prophets and it says, But these as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not and shall utterly perish in their own corruption, and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime. Spots they are and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, and heart have they exercised with covetous practices, cursed children. Now, why does he mention rioting in the day here. Why is that mentioned? Well, because typically normal people are more likely to lose their restraints in the dark when no one can see them. Because a lot of us, we're restrained just by, you know, some people are restrained only by society because they don't want to go to jail. But the truth is, if they could get away with something, they do it in a heartbeat. 
There's some people, the only thing restraining them from stealing from the gas station or stealing from Walmart is they know they've got security cameras. They know they'll probably get the cops called on them. They know all kinds of bad things would happen. But if they knew I could get away with this, there'd be nothing. They just, they would, they would just do it. And so most people, you know, who are bad in their hearts, you know, but maybe they're not full-blown riotous people, you know, they will do things, you know, in, in cover of darkness that they wouldn't do in light. But this riotous person, you know, these, these evil false prophets that are talking about, they don't care. You know what? We'll do it in the daytime. And we see, too, the people who participate in riots. You know, a lot of them, uh, you know, they, uh, they do it with masks on. You know, that was real convenient that everybody was supposed to be wearing masks you know, in the last couple of years and all these riots are going on. You know what? Because they're trying to hide who they are because the behavior that they're doing, they wouldn't normally do if people knew who they were. So when they feel like, hey, I can hide myself, they start doing what they feel like doing. And that's, that's evil. That's wrong. But there's some people, they're so bad, they don't care. I mean, go look at some of these protests and things that are going on where people go out there. I mean... They're showing everybody what they look like. They don't care. Just acting vulgar, screaming profanity. I mean, just wicked, disgusting behavior. These are riotous people. No restraints. They have no problem just chanting profanity at people. I mean, folks, these pro-abortion protests, I mean, it is. These are not normal-looking people, decent members of society that we're watching protest this stuff. I mean, this is the scum of the earth that we're seeing and these people they have no problem in daylight with cameras on them just out of control but you know and that's kind of what these people are talking about these are ones they they riot in the day they don't care who sees it but understand those who riot in the night are evil too they they really are and uh and so today this definition, it is mostly about large groups getting together and destroying things. In fact, if you look up you know, the modern definitions, it means in a general sense, uh, tumult, uproar, uh, in law, a riotous assembling of 12 persons or more and not dispersing upon proclamation. So that definition says 12 persons or more. So if my boys get caught out rioting with 11 people, well, that's not technically a riot, so I'm not disqualified as a pastor. No, that's not exclusively what it means. Right? Now, obviously, the law has got to come up with something. In fact, the definition of riot a lot of times depends on where you're at. In Connecticut, the assembling of three persons or more to do an unlawful act by violence against the person or property of another and not dispersing upon proclamation is declared to be a riot. In Massachusetts and New Hampshire, the number necessary to constitute a riot is 12. So... Are we going off the legal sense of the word or are we going to go off the biblical? Okay. And in, obviously in the Bible, it is a broader thing. But even today, if you look at some of the other definitions, it means uproar, wild and noisy festivity. Uh, another definition is excessive and expensive feasting. Uh, and this is in the 1828 here. Uh, but uh, luxury... Um, uh, Another definition, I believe this is the modern one, I forgot to mark it, but to revel, to run to excess in feasting, drinking, or other sensual indulgences. 
uh, to, to luxuriate, to be highly excited, to banquet, to live in luxury, to enjoy, to raise an uproar or sedition. And so all of these things, well, basically what we're seeing, how these definitions are, how the word is used in the Bible, is it's just people who are just doing whatever they feel like doing. And that is not what decent people do. We don't just do whatever we feel like doing. We all have restraints. And you want to know a great example. We're not going to take time to go to the Scriptures on these men. But you want to know a great example of some riotous children in the Bible, riotous people. And I guess they, these were grown men. But Eli's sons. Eli's sons did whatever they felt like doing. When it came to those offerings... You know, they did not do it the way they were supposed to. They just did it the way that was going to get them the best and the most meat so they could stuff their faces. Uh, and then we see they were laying with the women. They were coming, just doing whatever they felt like doing. And then what was it that Samuel, or God said about Eli? It said he restrained them not. You know, because obviously they had no restraint on themselves. But, you know, Eli should have done something. He should have done something to stop them from doing the things they were doing. But that restraint was gone. And when those guys had no restraint, the things that they did were wicked. And while we don't see them out destroying property in the Bible, I think they clearly are an example of riotous people. And I think Eli was somebody who clearly disqualified himself you know, from being the high priest, that God removed him from being the high priest. You know why? Because he had riotous children, did whatever they felt like doing, no restraint on them whatsoever, and God killed them all. And they had it coming. So, some things we need to understand about riotous people now that we understand more about what that word means. It's not just destroying property, even though that is a great example of riotous behavior. Because again, we've all wanted to destroy things before. You know, and, and most of us, so, you know, we, we do. We typically are careful doing things. You know, you don't just go walking through a place just knocking things over. I mean, you know, what would you think about me if I just walked over there and I just started knocking everything over? You know, you know, when, you know when people typically do stuff like that? When they're mad. Okay? You know, I said Hannah just the other day. Okay? She's only one. But, you know, she was trying to play with stuff in the garbage in my office and I took it away from her, I put it back in the garbage, and she took it again, and then I took it away from her more forcefully, and I gave her a dirty look, and she just looked right back at me. You know what she did? She grabbed that garbage can and knocked it over. <laughs> yeah. We're working on it. All right. <laughs> We're working on it. You know. Now, I said, if one of the older kids would have done it, that would have been a real problem too. But again, just, you know, that's what she felt like doing at that moment. And so that's what she did. You know, you gotta, you gotta train them not to do that kind of thing. And the truth is, riot, or a person who is riotous, they are revealing what their true character is. And uh, look again in 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 13. And notice what it says. It says, oh, wrong chapter. And shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime. That's what they enjoy. It's, it's pleasing to them to just do whatever they feel like doing. And it says spots they are and blemishes sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you. So, uh, the, the, in Second Peter 2, I mean, there's no doubt we're looking at false prophets. We are looking at reprobate false prophets of the worst kind. And these are people that have, they are, they are riotous people. And let me tell you something. What you do when no one is looking at you is who you really are. 
If you would, if you would steal because there was no cameras, you know, it's because you're an evil person. And I'm not saying if you would feel like it, okay? We've all been there before when we went to the bank and, you know, the cashier's around and they got that big stack of money there. Listen, you can't help but look at that and think, man, you know, you do. You just, you just kind of naturally look at the cameras, you know, you, you think of the exit strategy, all that kind of, you know, we, am I the only one who has thoughts like that ever cross their mind? It, some of y'all are looking at me kind of funny. Okay? Now, obviously, you know, I think the Holy Spirit is all I need to stop me from doing that. I, I really believe that. But you know what? Prison helps too. <laughs> you know, pr- prison helps. But, you know, the truth is, if you would steal in a situation where it's easy to do it, you know, that's why I hate petty thieves so much too. Petty theft, you know what? We ought to just chop off their hands like they do in Muslim countries. I think that's good stuff. <laughs> that's, I mean, just petty thieves, come on. It's so easy. You people make the world just such a horrible place. I hate that stuff so much. And I know this is just my flesh talking right here. This is just my personal feelings. And it's a good thing I'm not king of the world. But at the same time, that stuff just bothers me greatly. Whoever it was that stole the catalytic converter off our van, they stink so bad. That's just, that's so low down, you know. And and again, you steal a gas station or a candy bar from a gas station, I, have, I just have no. I have more respect for the guy who robs a bank. At least that was daring. At least that took some thinking and some effort and some skill. I couldn't do that. Any of us could stick a candy bar in our pocket, though, and probably get away with it if we know where the cameras are at. Any of us could probably do that. That's easy. But, you know, I said, hopefully you got the Holy Spirit and you're not going to do that kind of thing. That's just so stinking wicked. And I know the biblical thing is fourfold, but I think it ought to be worse. But <laughs> that's just my opinion. But when someone said when, you know, when someone gets caught up, you know, in a mob's behavior too, because one of the reasons too, whenever you know we see a riot, it's typically a lot of people, is because it's easier to lose the restraints when you have cover of many people too. You know, if you're less likely to get blamed, you're less likely to get singled out. You know, if I was going to go you know, wanted to go attack the Capitol. I felt like it before, you know. January 6th would have been a great time to do it. I mean, there was, there was a lot of people there. That, I'm not doing it by myself. You know, I'm, I'm not doing that stuff by myself. But, you know, in a mob, that's when you... But, you know, the thing is, though, if you'll do it in that mob, if you'll do it in the dark, it's because it's who you really are. And, you know, it shouldn't matter with us. We should always have those restraints no matter what, and just because we can get away with something doesn't mean we should, we should do it. Your behavior shouldn't change in the dark. And so, uh, you know, a lot of people today, you know, a lot of people are horrible. You know, in the online world, we talk a lot about how people are online, cyberbullying, all that stuff. But, you know, a lot of people, they, you know, they uh, use anonymity so they can lose their restraints because it's just... You know, it's easier. You can feel like you can get away with it. You can't be held accountable. No restraints. A lot of people, they get worse when there is a mob. You know, whenever, oh man, everybody's creaming this person. Let me get in on it too. It's that mob mentality. You know, we see that too in these riots when they start beating people up. Why did half of those people go and start kicking that guy? Because somebody else was already doing it. They wouldn't have done it by themselves. But you know, the, the fact is, if you get involved in it, if you get caught up in it at any point... 
It's because that's who you really are in your heart. So, it reveals your true character. That riotous person. We see also, we shouldn't hang around riotous people. People who have no restraints. People who just do whatever they feel like doing. We shouldn't be around them. Proverbs 23.20 says, Be not among wine-bibbers, among riotous eaters of flesh. And now, again, there's nothing wrong with eating flesh. But a riotous eater of flesh, one who just has no restraint, one who just has no control, he acts like an animal, he just, I mean, just absolutely no limit, just whatever he feels like, that's what he's going to do. That's what we're not supposed to be like that. And you see that person who just has no restraints in their life, that's not somebody that you want to hang around. That's not a good person. Uh, we see the, the word riotous here. It means to um, be worth, loose morally, worthless, or prodigal is another word that is used. Prodigal is a word that's used. And so this doesn't mean you know, you're just going and like looting a grocery store necessarily, but just being greedy and wasteful. You know, and so again, an example of that, you know, just imagine if, you know, we're having fellowship next week and I just walk up there to all the food and I just start eating right from it and just piling stuff in my mouth and knocking things over and just, you know, I'm having a great time, but I'm making a mess and I'm wasting a ton of food. You know, I'm too lazy to cut a hunk of the cake for myself. And so I just put my fork right in there. My, I just grab a handful and just start eating it. You know what? You shouldn't hang around somebody like that. Hey, that person has, you know, no manners. You know, that person has, has absolutely no etiquette. That, that guy, yeah, that guy's got a character problem. He's just doing whatever he feels like doing. And we've all, you know... We've all been there before where maybe you're just really hungry and you wanted to tear into something. You've you got to control yourself. You know, maybe you go out. Have you ever been out to dinner somewhere? Maybe it's a little nice too and you're really hungry. And then you, you, know, you just got to wait to pray. Or you got to wait. You want to be polite and wait for the other person's food. And it's just like sitting there. You're just, I want to dig into this. You know, a lot of times when my wife and I will go to Asian buffet. And we usually start out with uh, stir fry stuff that they cook right there. And a lot of times I do mine first. And I, but I typically wait for hers to get done. And I finally start, learned I need to start letting her do hers first. Because when mine's done and sitting there and I'm seeing the steam come up and I'm hungry and I'm smelling that, I don't like waiting for it. You know, I, I, but, you know, you gotta, you got to be polite. But, you know, wouldn't it be pathetic? And my wife would be mad at me if I just went on my plate and just went and sat down while she's standing up there waiting. I'm just chowing down. She'd yell at me for that. You know, I, should, I should have some manners. I should have some restraint. I can wait two more minutes. I don't feel like it, but I can, I can do that. So, uh, Proverbs 12, 27 says, The slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. And, and wouldn't that be terrible? And I know, you know, in our society today, we don't typically just go hunt an animal, kill it, and eat it right there. You know, we go to the grocery store, get all our stuff. But, you know, that would be wrong if I was hungry one day, and I lived back in those days, and I just went, I shoot a deer or something, take some of the meat, you know, cook it up real quick, and then I just leave the rest of it because I'm too lazy to butcher it, use the whole animal. That's, that's terrible. You know, I'm all for using the animals to feed ourselves, but we, don't, we shouldn't be wasteful with it. Well, you know, another thing too, this is just my opinion if I was the king of the world too, 
These are people I would probably shoot. But when I, we used to go hunt, where we used to go hunting a couple different times during the off season, we would go out there and we would find deer that poachers shot out of season. And what they would do is they would cut the head off to get the antlers and they would usually take like just the back leg meat. And it would just make us so mad. You know, we're trying to follow the rules when it comes to hunting. And there's a season, there's a time when you're allowed to do it. And these people were doing it out of season, which was not fair, getting it before we could. So they could take the antlers, go put them somewhere. Oh, look at this deer I shot. But they did it out of season. And then they're wasting all that meat. You know what? Poachers, people like that, they stink. They're scum. Now, I'll say this. I don't have a huge problem. I wouldn't have a huge problem if someone shot a deer out of season if they were hungry and needed the food. You know? And if they took it and they were like, you know, hey, this is, this is precious right here. We're going to butcher this thing. You know, that's what a diligent person does. They're not wasteful. But the riotous, the prodigal, which means waster, they don't care. I'm just going to get what I feel like getting now, and I'm just going to waste the rest of it. That's just, that's just a wicked, selfish behavior. And let me tell you, kids, can, kids are just kind of naturally... Kids can be very wasteful. And you need to teach kids... To see substance as precious. And they're not going to just automatically do that because they're not paying the bills. They're not the one buying the groceries. You've got to teach them that, hey, this stuff is precious. Don't just go loading up with food. Okay? I didn't see any kids loading up with Oreo cake and you know, then not eating it. But if I would have seen that, I would have been kind of aggravated. You know, I wanted some of that. The kid took three pieces and didn't eat one. I've, I've seen people do that kind of thing before. But you, know, you see your kid do something like that, you know what you do? You jump all over their case. Because that's, that's not good. That's not right. So hanging around large numbers of people with absolutely no restraint, it'll make you more likely to use your, lose your restraint too. Because again, people often do things in a mob they wouldn't normally do, whether that be a physical mob out attacking someone or an online mob. People say things to others. You know, uh, you know they'll say things you know, about other people. They wouldn't say it to their face. They wouldn't say it to that person one-on-one, but when the mob's going, then they'll say it. And it it isn't amazing, too, you know, all these protesting people who are always just always screaming, always just using all this profanity. They don't do it. They don't do that kind of thing one-on-one. And it's kind of, you know, that's why we compare them a lot of times to wolves and coyotes. They're not that dangerous when they're by themselves, but when you get them in a pack, then they're dangerous. And... Uh, so you got to stay away from people like that. Riotous people and prodigals are one and the same. Luke fifteen thirteen, And not many days after the younger son gathered all together, this is the parable of the prodigal son, and took his journey into a far country, and there he wasted his substance with riotous living. Now folks, what do you think that means? Does that mean he just went and started tearing buildings apart? He started going all Black Lives Matter crazy and just, you know, flipping out, busting windows and things like that. No, you know, it doesn't take money to do that kind of thing. You know, it doesn't cost money to go bust windows. Okay, I don't know who it is, but there's people out there that provide the bricks, don't they? You know, have you all seen where they leave the pallets of bricks out there, wherever there's going to be these protests? It doesn't, doesn't take any money at all to do that. But the prodigal son, he went and he took his inheritance, he took all this money he had, and he wasted it with riotous living. Now, folks, if you think riot is exclusively just tearing things apart, 
then how do you waste your money? You know, was he was he buying fireworks to blow up places? You know, was he buying bombs and guns? You know how? No, he. You know what he did with that money? Whatever he felt like doing. Probably going to parties, and banquetings, and revelings, and all that. Th- all these things that we've been seeing him talk about in the Bible, things that were just wasteful. And there are some things that they are. They're they're fun, but they can also kind of be a waste too. And I don't, I don't believe it's wrong to occasionally go and have a good time. You know, I, I think it's good if you get a chance once in a while to take your family to Six Flags or something like that, and uh, you know, splurge on some fun event. That's fine. But you know, if you got it, if you got to do that every day, if your kids, you know, were normal kids, can you just go to the park and go down the slide? But your kids got to go to Six Flags every day. I think you got spoiled kids. You might want to work on that. You know, there's things like that. You know, they're, they're fun. They're, they're something you can do occasionally. But that riotous person, they got to do it all the time. Whatever that pleasure is, whatever that festivity is that they enjoy doing, they're going to get as much as they want. And don't you dare try to govern me on this. Don't you dare try to tell me I can't do as much of this as I want. They hate that kind of thing. But you know what? We all need restraints in our life. And so that prodigal son, he did. He wasted it probably with harlots, like his older brother said. Okay, that that is a waste. Not is it just a sin? That is that is just throwing away good money that he didn't earn. You know that was his father's. That you know that was an inheritance he wanted to leave to his son, and he went and took that, and he wasted it. That was evil. Proverbs eighteen nine says, "He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster." We do not. You know, some people are lazy. Because again, they just do whatever they feel like doing. I feel like sleeping in. I feel like watching TV all day. I feel, and I do. I think riot can manifest itself even in that way. If you are someone who just, if you can sit at home all day, stuffing your face, watching TV, playing violent video games, you're a riotous person. You're you're riotous. Yes, you're not tearing things apart, but you know what? You're destroying your life. You're, you're being completely worthless. You're wasting your life. You're wasting your time. You're totally a prodigal. You're a riotous person if you do that kind of thing. Riotous people and prodigals are one and the same. And so we do. We all feel like being lazy sometimes. And there's nothing wrong with taking a day of rest and, you know, and, and taking a break and taking a vacation. But if that's got to be your whole life, you're a terrible person. And, so, and, and understand too, it's like, well, I'm not lazy, so I'm not riotous. We know just because you're not lazy doesn't mean you're not riotous too. Because some riotous people are very active because they desire actions and adventure. They enjoy tearing things apart. You know, you can be riotous in your, in your driving. If I just get in my car and whenever I get in my car, I mean, I'm just immediately just flooring it and driving like a maniac. No, you need to control yourself in your driving. But you know, a lot of people, they, they don't want that. You know, they want to drive however they feel like driving at that moment. If they get road rage, they want to run people off the road. You can't do that kind of thing. You can't do whatever you just feel like doing. We all feel like doing bad things sometimes. We all feel that way, but you can't do it. You have to govern yourself. And you know what? Unfortunately, many people today, they, they, hate, they hate anything governing them at all. The Bible says in Proverbs 28.7, Whoso keepeth the law is a wise son, but he that is a companion of riotous men shameth his father. And let me tell you, riotous children are ashamed of their parents. They are, they are an embarrassment. Kids, 
who will not control themselves, who do not govern themselves in any way, they are ashamed to their parents. Because you know what? Nobody respects someone with no restraints in their behavior. Or even someone, even someone who is among them. This is just talking a companion of riotous men. And let me tell you, riotous people, okay, and hear me out on this, because again, sometimes words change a little bit. Okay? So listen to what I'm saying here. But riotous people are the biggest despisers of government that there is. Okay? And let me tell you, it is wicked to despise government. You say, Pastor Tom, I've heard you talk about the government. Okay? Okay. And, and I, I've preached on this before, but let me just remind everybody. Okay? We have wicked people in our government. But understand, government is a good thing. You know why? Because government is supposed to be a restrainer of bad behavior. Now, the clowns that are running our government are promoting wicked behavior. They're legalizing wicked behavior. They're celebrating wicked behavior instead of restraining it. The problem with our government is it's not governing. That's the problem with our government. Or they're governing things they don't need to govern. Or they're governing it badly. But governors can be a good thing, but you know, riotous people, they don't want anything limiting what they feel like doing. It's talking about, you know, Lake Shamanah, you know, it's one of the closer lakes you can go to out here. All the boats out there, if you want to rent a boat, are all governed. And I hate that. You know why? Because I want to go faster. And I can't. They, they're governed so they can only go to a certain speed so nobody can break the rules. But I think the rules are stupid. I want to break those rules. But they, but you know what? They know most people aren't going to be able to control themselves. They're going to make, they're going to push that throttle a little more. They're going to go a little faster. So they've governed it. And you know what? It does. It's, it's kind of annoying out there. And you know, that's how a lot of people are with a lot of things in life. Things where they do, you need to be governed. You need control in your life. And anybody wants to come along and tell you, hey, you shouldn't do this. Somebody wants to try to stop you from doing something. They want to limit whatever it is you feel like doing. Look, that's not good. As a pastor, I need to be governed. I need to govern myself, for one. You know, aren't you glad? And, you know, and maybe you don't even think I do this, but, you know, I should govern my mouth when I'm up here. I shouldn't just say whatever I feel like saying. Sometimes I get really upset and I just want to just let loose and say things that I probably shouldn't say. You know what I have to do? I have to govern myself. I don't, I don't have the right to just get up and just th- throw a fit. You know, just say whatever comes to my mind and just let it come out of my mouth. Folks, none of us should, uh, you know, let our mouths say whatever we feel like doing. The tongue, it's a fire. It's full of deadly poison. And anybody who just lets the tongue do whatever it feels like doing, you know, that's a wicked person. But then you have these people out there, they'll do whatever their tongue feels like doing. Somebody says, you shouldn't do that. And then they get mad at them. Why is that? They're despisers of government. The Bible says in 2 Peter 2.10, talking about these false prophets, but chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government. Presumptuous are they. Self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. They want to do whatever they feel like doing. And folks, how that is going to manifest itself is going to be different from one person to another. It's going to be different with all of us. Every one of us in here We have different things that we feel like doing. We have different things that trigger us. We have different things that tempt us. 
But hopefully all of us in here, we have governing, we have governors in our life. We have them ourselves. We allow the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is one of the best governors that there is. But you know, the Holy Spirit, while He does try to guide us and direct us, it's not like we're possessed by Him where He takes over and completely controls us. We have to let Him. We have to make an effort to walk in the Spirit. We have to crucify this flesh every day so the Holy Spirit can have His way in our life instead of us having our way. And so what do we got to do? We got to govern ourselves. We got to make sure we're in the Word. We got to make sure we're praying. We need to have people in our lives that will help keep us accountable. We need to have the kind of friends that will tell us, knock it off. That will tell you, no, don't do that. Don't say that. Don't behave that way. We need that kind of thing. But these false prophets, they despise. They despise governments. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. Nobody's going to tell me how to act. You know what? I'm going to do whatever I feel like doing. Yeah, because you're a riotous person. You're a riotous person. And that's wicked. I mean, there's so many ways this can manifest themselves. People, they don't want anything holding them back. And we do. We see people who when it comes to uh, you know, sexual things, no restraint. You know, everybody has desires in that area, but you know what everyone is supposed to do? They're supposed to reserve themselves for one person that is their spouse. And they need to keep it that way until they are their spouse. And then they got to keep it only for them for as long as they both shall live. That's what everyone's supposed to do. You know what? A lot of people, they don't like that restraint. A lot of people today, that's why they don't like marriage. You know, they don't like, you know, they, they want to do whatever they feel like doing. No, we can't be that way. We're not Hophni and Phineas. That's not okay. You know, you've got preachers today that are just constantly changing wives. And then people will bring up the qualifications of a bishop. And then, no, don't you dare throw that at me. I'm better than that. You know, you know, you know that, doesn't, that doesn't apply to me. I'm an exception. No, you're not. We need to let these things govern us. We need, you know, we've got to let the Word of God tell the church what to do. I don't have the right as a pastor to just get up here and just preach whatever heresy that I want to preach. If I get up here and I start preaching some crazy heresy, you know what? Somebody ought to say something. Somebody ought to be like, hey, Pastor Tommy, something wrong here. You know, someplace you even ask a question and you get thrown out. We disagree with each other. So that means you're lying. Therefore, you're railing. Get up, 1 Corinthians 5, get out of here. No, that's not, that's not how that works. That's not how that works. And I'm... And, so we need to understand this, this riotous behavior, folks, it's getting bad in our world. There is so little that is restraining people today. Our government has ceased governing people when it comes to morality. They have ceased in governing when it comes to behavior. They are allowing these riots to take place. I mean, folks, they've literally, a couple of years ago, they were going and they were like taking over police stations and things and burning them down. How did they get away with it? You know why? The government left. They, you know how easy it would have been to stop them? You just have to shoot a few of them. That's all it takes. I mean, they're destroying property. They're burning places down. And our government just says, no, we're not going to do anything. That's, that is horrible when that happens in nature. We don't want anarchy. We want government. I want a government that is going to govern the people and that is going to restrain the morals 
where we're going to tell people, you can't just do whatever you feel like. Okay, you're a dude and you feel like fooling around with a dude? We're going to stop that. We're not going to let that kind of thing take place. That's wicked. That's evil. we got laws against that. You know, you're married and you're interested in this other... No, that's not okay. That kind of thing used to be illegal. It's still illegal on the books in some places. But you know what? Not In our, our government today, even if it's still in the books, they don't enforce it. And then people are just doing whatever they feel like doing. And more and more, we're losing these restraints in our country. And folks, what it's going to turn into, it's going to turn into Sodom and Gomorrah is what it's going to turn into. And we've got to make sure we, as individuals, keep ourselves restrained. And you've got to teach this to your kids too. You've got to work on them. Kids, when they're little, they do. They throw fits. They lay on the floor kicking and screaming. They knock over trash cans when they're angry. They do stuff like that. They throw things. Hannah had a thing for a little while too. She's she's been she's trying to get me disqualified from pastoring. But you know she had that thing where she do where she get mad. She take the pacifier out and throw it. You know I really showed us. But you know at the same time, you say well that's harmless. I mean she's not hurting anything throwing her pacifier. But you know what? She's losing her temper. You know you got to work on that kind of stuff. Let's go, Sandra. Get busy on that. You know no, I'm just kidding. You know we, it's it, you know I like to blame the wife for everything. But you do. You have to. You got to watch that. These are. If, if you don't deal with it, they're gonna be. She's gonna be throwing more than a pacifier one of these days. If we don't deal with that, you know what she's gonna be doing one of these days? She's gonna be throwing dishes and vases at her husband. And she's gonna be making some guy miserable out there. And, I, and you know, I'm not worried about that. We're gonna be fine. She's only one and a half. I think we're gonna take care of this. But uh, <laughs> but we've all we've all been there with our kids. We, we've all we've all been there. I can start telling stories of my kids, but either way, hopefully this helps you understand what that means. You know, children are not accused of riot. It's not just out destroying property. It's someone who has no restraint in their life, so, and that can manifest itself in many different ways. We need to be people who are temperate, people who have restraints in our life, and we limit ourselves in what we do because, as wicked, sinful people, we often feel like doing bad stuff. I feel like doing bad stuff all the time, especially when I watch the news. I think all kinds of bad thoughts. And so, you know, what some of us have to do, we just got to turn the news off. And, you know, go pray or go run a mile, wear ourselves out, you know, do something to calm yourself down. You know, whatever it takes. So, with that, let's pray. Dear Lord, I pray this message was a help to everyone. Lord, I pray you'll help us to be people who know how to govern ourselves, who know how to keep ourselves under control. Uh, Lord, help us to uh, never forget that we do have this wicked flesh that if we let it have its way it will get us into all kinds of trouble and so help us to learn to crucify this flesh and to walk in the spirit and that we'll be obedient children in your name we pray amen